All right. So a busy weekend for the Colorado Avalanche. One win, one loss, and a trade for to- of Tomas Tatar. A lot to talk about today's episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, Threads. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. There's too many of them now, Kyle. <laughs> and uh, make sure you're following us over on our YouTube channel. Just hit subscribe, and then you get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you are subscribed to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one as one of our very special insiders. We get your opinions on everything going on with the Avalanche. Um, all right, sir. Yeah, a, a, a pretty... <laughs> Pretty, this is like an off season, like with all the stuff going on with the abs, just you know, including games, I should say. So, you got games and you got movement. Um, we'll start with the trade because you don't get a ton of them really at this point in the season, right? And I think it's, it's kind of it's interesting. It was an interesting trade. I really <laughs> was not expecting this. The abs send Tomas Tatar to the Seattle Kraken for a lonely fifth round pick in next year's draft. Um, and he had a grand total of 27 games played for, for the avalanche. Well, I, I actually, I think it might be less than that. I think, let me look up how many actually played because he was a healthy scratch. And I know at least one game, maybe there was two games and there was a healthy scratch. Um, but maybe the abs as a whole had played 27 games at that point in time. Nonetheless, like, they signed him. It was a late offseason signing. I think a lot of people liked it. It was for a low number. And you're like, hey, you know, low risk, high reward here. Um, and it clearly didn't play pan out. But I thought he was starting to play a little bit better. Um, and he's a veteran. He's been around. I'm a little bit surprised that the Avs kind of threw in the towel on him and decided to whatever the plan is, we don't really know. So what was your take on it when you heard about it? When I saw the move of Tatar to Seattle of all teams, for goodness sake. (laughs) um, One, I was like, oh, that's going to be a hideous look in a really great jersey. Because he just, the Thomas Thomas Tatar experience was just that. It it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. There was... There's nothing you could say bad about him or his play because in the past, it was there. It just wasn't working in Colorado. Even the, the recent little spike in offense, it's, it's not enough. It's it's If you're getting a fifth-round pick, if you're going to really step back, this feels like a bigger move is rumbling and you're preparing yourself for the trade deadline where – it's going to offset whatever you lost at Tomas Tatar, but what what you get in Ben Myers and whoever else you put in that position, like you mentioned, he was a healthy scratch at a couple points this season. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not really taking away from the team. And honestly, 
it might wake the team up just a little bit. And you kind of saw how it went in the San Jose game, the Winnipeg game. I think the effects were felt in the effort because it just kind of kind of yeah. shook things up. Like he's not in the locker room anymore. They are taking this serious and there will be accountability. Maybe yeah. that message made it through to the San Jose game, but it was, I mean, I'm not hating on it. No, I don't, I don't really hate it because like he really wasn't giving you much, but the surprise for me just comes from, you know, as much of a veteran as he is, um, it could have just been, you know, new guy, new, new team. And he's been on a few teams. So it's not, you know, if that's a, if that's a thing where, you know, you're just on, on a new team and you need some time to adjust, you would think someone like him would take not as long to adjust Yeah, because he's been in the league long enough. You know how this thing works. Um, and it could have just, it, I think it was just a system thing. I just don't, it just seemed like he was not a fit for the Avs system. But having said that, I did think he was starting to come around a little bit more. And and this is where like it's a little bit surprising because we've seen the Avalanche be patient with guys in the past. In the past, right? That's mm-hmm. That's the key point is in the past. Because now it's almost like they're not going to do that anymore. Like this is this is like the second move here. The first one being Alex Newhook, mm-hmm. where we're just like, no, we're we're we have our window here, and we'll be a little bit lenient, but not that much. And you know, they saw you saw that move with Alex Newhook, where it's like, all right, like he's still so young. We could keep you around, but we're not in the position to really want to do that right now. So pack your bags. And I really wonder how how much of this was the Seattle Kraken being the one maybe calling the Avalanche and saying, you know, we need some because they're they're down guys, they're injured. Burkowski's out. Um, who else is out on their team? That's uh. There's somebody else I can't think of at the moment, but Burkowski is the one name, obviously, that comes to mind. Um, they're I down think, scoring. Huh? Yeah, Brandon Tanev, I believe, might be the other one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, like, they need scoring. Um, so maybe they were the ones to call up the Avalanche and just be like, hey, you know, can, can you give us someone like, you know, like, like Tatar? We'll give you a fifth round. I don't know. I don't, I don't, and I don't know if the Avalanche were actively shopping him. It doesn't seem like that's the case either. It's just a little bit surprising that they didn't just stay the course, keep things going. Where you know he, he's starting to to come out of this thing a little bit. Let's play it out for another. But they wanted to get it done before you know the the Christmas freeze where you can't move anybody, and they went and did. And you know, there's two points there. Uh, we both have mentioned. <clears throat> His veteran status. And there's a difference in Tomas Tatar and Ryan Johansson. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johansson can lead with not just his experience, but the skills that he has. And it it's evident on the ice, which also showed up in the San Jose game. But Tomas Tatar, it almost felt like the way he was playing and contributing and his role on the team, it felt like when you're working at a job and somebody comes in and all they do is tell you, well, I was a manager for 15 years, and you're just like, yeah, but we're here. It kind yeah. of felt like that, like, yeah, you're a veteran, but not a Colorado Avalanche veteran. Like, this is how we do things, and I don't think he could have was adjusting to the speed of the team. And when been. you talk about that hot uh, hot streak that he was having towards the end, 
I think honestly, with the way well, Curtis, I don't want to say hot streak. He was well, playing better. <laughs> he was playing better. Playing Nathan better. McKinnon, that's a hot streak. But yeah, yeah, that's a hot streak. Yeah. But Curtis McDermott, with the way he's been training and playing, like I think he would be a better forward option. Well, that that's where I think this this is the the big part for the Avalanche is look like we were only paying him one point five million dollars, not breaking the bank at all, and you know every dollar counts. Mm-hmm. So do we unload him and all these other guys that we have that are are playing as well? Mm-hmm. Maybe not better, but as well and make a little bit less. And the the thought that I put up on on uh, Twitter was that you know Ben Myers comes in and scores a goal in his first game. And that's how you know he he equaled Tatar in that in that goal for what Tatar has had all season. So the Avalanche maybe are looking at things like that and saying, like, not that Ben Myers is the answer, but Ben Myers is making half the money that that Tatar is. So and McDermott's making less. So we have these other guys that we can slot in that are making less that are giving us as much production. They're not going to win you the games. They're not going to like put the team on the back or anything like that. But hey, we can we can offload some money here and either bank that. And when the trade deadline comes around, use it then. Or like you started this whole segment off with, is there something else going on? Is there something else brewing? I would venture to guess it's probably a little bit of both. I think the Avalanche are eager to make a move. The way this season has gone, just so much back and forth. I think they are eager to make a move. But if they can't, we've seen them do this how many times, Scott, where they don't force the issue and force a move. And if nothing is there, they'll just wait it out. Hey, we got that money in the bank. It's not a ton, but it's something. And, you know, use it when we need it. Remember last year, they, they made um, the deal uh, in, in in February, like beginning of February. Um, it was with the Sharks. It was with the Sharks. Uh, who was it for? It was your, your guy there. The, um, Matt Nieto. Uh, Nieto. God, yeah. Like, and so maybe it's just that there's waiting for the, the right move to come along, but you know that they want to make something. And Ben Myers and Chris McDermott. Yes, they are cheaper, but they also have more time in avalanche experience, which yeah, you can't teach old dog do tricks. And I think that might've been the story with Tomas Tatar. Yep. Very good point. Very good point. So we'll see how it all pans out. I mean, the, the story of it is not over yet. I think you can kind of put a bow on this when the Avalanche make their next move and say, well, that was a direct result of the Tatar trade. We'll see what happens. So, but like you said, they they go out and they uh they move him and it seemed like Jared Bednar was a little bit surprised by it too if he saw his comments. Um, but anyway, they had to go out and they had to go play a very good Jets team and it did not go well. And then they went out and played a Sharks team and it went a lot better. So we'll discuss the weekend games, uh, and we will do that coming up next. First, we're going to hear from Game Time and the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying Tickets. Those are some things that we love about this app. Those last-minute tickets. They have the flash deals. The zone deals are a very cool th- uh, feature that they have. There's a specific section, and they'll put that on a flash deal. Really good seats. 
excellent pricing. The all-in pricing is fantastic. And the view from your seats, the way that they incorporate that into the app is really second to none. It's fantastic how they do it. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. In terms apply, again, create your account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. That's last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Up and down weekend for the Avs. They go out on Saturday in Winnipeg. Pretty much lay an egg. Lose that thing 6-2. to And then they turn around and uh, face the San Jose Sharks at Ball Arena and win that thing 6-2. to So more of just what's been going on with the abs right now, Kyle. This is just a team that we've been saying it for weeks now. You don't know what is going to be. And you don't know what's, what they're going to, how they're going to show up, who's going to show up. And... The way that this weekend went, I know I know the conversation is going to be, well, look, when they go up against a, a good team, they they get blown out. And then when they go up against a bad team, they blow that team out. So it was nice watching that Sharks game because that's what you want to see. They jump up three to nothing in the first. Um, but that's a team you should do that to. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that win. You got two points. That's good. You, you follow up a loss with a win. But you want you want to see better performances against better teams. And I think the weird thing about it is, as Avalanche fans, you take this back-to-back, and nothing <clears throat> does anything to advance your point. Prosvitov is your favorite goalie. What about now? Yorgiev is your favorite goalie. What about <laughs> now? The Avs look rough on a uh, I guess the Winnipeg team with the effort was just not there but wait till the second game of a back-to-back they're better against the San Jose team that honestly they've been playing better but you got oh and by the way the Rijo detractors he scored a goal in San Jose so yeah and both of those games without Kale McCarr so it's, it's really hard to figure out what's working what's not i know what is working and it's that top line for this colorado avalanche team and by the way if you really want something to drive you crazy look at the san jose game and the face-off stats for the colorado avalanche oh no 61.8 percent wins wow for the colorado avalanche all right <laughs> so things are working yeah. and things mm-hmm. are still questionable but what do they look better? Do they look worse? What do you believe in this Avalanche team? I I, I believe that they just struggle to, to stay consistent. Um, and they they say it after every game. After the Winnipeg game, I think it was uh Devon Taves who said it. In some fashion, it was like we just we just can't stay consistent. And it's like, okay, like the best thing for them them to do was to turn around, have a game the next day. Mm-hmm. You don't like to, you don't like back to backs. Back to back, like nobody likes them. I think in this instance, it's the best thing that could have happened to the Avalanche because and, and the opponent helped too. You're going back home. So it's like, okay, like that that game against Winnipeg, get that out of your mind. The best way to do that, just unload on San Jose. And that's exactly what they did, especially 
you know, you you got another crack at Mackenzie Blackwood, who yeah. just stonewalled you in the first game that you guys played two months ago. Um, and you you got to so and how many times have we said this? Got like everything we're saying here, I feel like we could have just re-released an episode from like three weeks ago and nobody would know any different. It's just what do you do now? Yeah, what is your next game like? And and you're just getting tired of saying that. Like you're getting tired of saying, like, okay, you followed up a loss with a win. Forget about the opponents. That that's the main thing you're focusing on. And you can take a lot of what you did in this game to the next game. But will they? Will they? You don't know. It's just one of the one of those weird seasons where, you know, again, we're not even halfway through, but this has been the MO of the Avalanche this season. And I it's think the wonder bad followed by good. And the wonderful thing is, Avalanche fans, this is you're you're right. The sky is falling. Look at the Winnipeg Jets game. This team is building. Just hold out hope. You're right. Look at the San Jose Sharks. But you would mm-hmm. like to see them. They this team has been able to put streaks together, both positive and negative. And you have a constant in Nathan McKinnon. Miko Rantanen's looking good. You got a goal from Rijo. That's awesome. That's what you want to see. The power play in the San Jose game, 50%. Mm-hmm. That's four opportunities, and they netted two. That's positive. You want to see them build off this. You don't want to see another effort where it's like they're skating through mud like they did in Winnipeg. And again, the San Jose game was at home. Winnipeg was on the road. Mm-hmm. Usually, they looked a little bit better on the road. Home has been a disaster, and now they've fixed home. And Saturdays aren't notoriously good for the Colorado Avalanche because that's when the St. Louis blowout happened, the Vegas blowout happened. So the Winnipeg Jets game just kind of follows suit. If that's a trend, sure, great. Let's just avoid Saturdays. Let's break pipes like in Nashville. (laughs) But, I mean, it's, it's so weird. And then you constantly are looking forward to the next game. And this is why we always talk about the here and now. Because if you keep doing this look forward to the next game, you're going to turn around and the all-star break is behind you. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at the end of the season and you're begging for consistency. And in the, the San Jose game, um, you know, you scored six goals. So I, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this and I can't really say if it would have had a, a, a major impact, but in the first two minutes of the game, you have a five minute major on your hands. Uh, uh, Jacob McDonald with a, a really nasty hit on uh sam malinsky i i don't think that was how he intended to do malinsky is going malinsky like it seemed like he toe picked or something and he was kind of going down but still jacob mcdonald needs to not do what he did that that was that that could have been catastrophic um and he's deserving of that that five minute major even though i don't think that was his intended purpose on that hit he's a dirty he, rotten traitor <laughs> i mean we know him so uh, I don't really think he plays that way, but it doesn't matter. Like that's that, that was the end result of that play and, and what he got is what was deserved. So the Avalanche have a five minute major a couple minutes into the game. And you're just like, OK, th- you're you're just rubbing your hands here because this is one of the worst penalty kill uh, teams in the league. And you got them for five minutes flat. And. You get one goal, which I, I posted is better than none, but you got that thing with less than one minute left in that five minute major. I'm not saying that would have had, you know, 
rolled over into the rest of the game. Like I said, when you score six goals, you're really you have this team's number, at least for this game. But man, like that would have played just in their minds for a little while, maybe for the rest of that period anyway. And I don't think the fan base wanted to see that either. No, you're, and it you're, didn't look good either. A lot of that power play didn't look good. And that you're absolutely right. If they were went through that whole five minute major and were not able to convert, it goes back to the points that we make the everydayers know the little moments in the games that could affect the whole game or a stretch of games coming off that Winnipeg just debacle. Yeah. And then you can't convert on a five minute major, can't put anything in against that penalty kill. That would definitely weigh on them for the rest of the game, and it would be a different outcome. Absolutely. Well, because it happened so early in the game, like okay, like the 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 tone of the game hadn't been set yet, and you had the opportunity to do that with a man advantage for five minutes, like they couldn't stop that. So, um, yeah, to 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 get the one, I, I'm just happy they at least got the one. Yeah. But you know, and if it was, you know, you had so many opportunities, and and Blackwood had some amazing saves. It just really wasn't there. And then you then you fast forward to the the other um power play goal that they had. Um, and it was it was beautiful. It was just the the McKinnon pass to Rantanen was just it was like those guys have been playing together for a long time. <laughs> One of those things. It was beautiful. They did the scouting report on each other, I guess. Yeah. And then, you know, Miles Wood with a great goal. Uh he's offset that by a couple penalties, which you don't want to see, but um, you know. It was just, I think going back to that five minute major was just uh, it, two would have been nice. Yeah. One you'll take, you'll take anything, obviously. But it was just, like I said, just because the tone hadn't been set yet, you could have set it there and you didn't really. So it was just like, oh God, is that a, a holdover from this Winnipeg game? Is that what this game is going to be like? Um, and then they just, they went on a tear. And another guy that went on a tear, obviously is Nathan McKinnon. Guy just keeps rolling right now. Clearly because we told him to. Clearly. There's no other reason why. He's good at hockey. <laughs> Who would have known? So uh, we're going to talk about him, get to our sound check, get to our subtext crew uh, here in just a minute. First, we're going to hear from FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. As the weather gets colder outside, the NFL offers stay hot over at FanDuel because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 in your account if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Time is running out for these Denver Broncos. Uh, this it, Are the Denver Broncos not like the Colorado Avalanche? This oh, ups it. and downs. What an embarrassment. Yeah. Horrible. So the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on for this NFL season. That is FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Nathan McKinnon, um, man's on a mission right now. Uh, I, I, I don't know, like... I kind of, I kind of want to. Th I, I don't know which way to go on this. I want to think that Jared Bednar just leaves him alone, and he can just figure this out on his own. And he does that, or Jared Bednar got in his ear 
and was like, dude, step it up. <laughs> and he did. Either one I'm okay with, but he's been on fire lately and a 15-game point streak he's got. And the way that he's rolling, um, I know it's tough to predict these things because hockey's a fluky game, but uh, a four-point game for him against San Jose. He's just on a tear. And, you know, you have uh, Chicago coming up, which I think is followed by Ottawa. So you have a couple games here where you think, he, yeah, he, he probably should be able to extend this thing. And he tallied two assists in that Winnipeg game. He just passed Milan Hayduk. Yeah. Like, for number four all time with the Avalanche. Like, it's one of those things. It's Nathan McKinnon. It's the understood. But this, it's on another level. He's he's mad, but with a smile on his face. (laughs) It's it's very, very weird. This is a new Nathan McKinnon. Like, he's he's enjoying this so and like yeah. you mentioned chicago and ottawa he can enjoy it a little bit more a little bit longer so who am i to say no yeah um i mean he's we we've been on him a car kick for the heart um pretty much all season you know and, and i think he's still in there you know he's missing games here and there but if he can you know get back to being as healthy as you can be and finish out this season typical cam car fashion um He's going to be in that mix. I, I fully believe that he'll be in that mix. Nathan McKinnon's getting up there right now. He he is he is positioning himself nicely to if he continues this uh, to be in that mix too. Um, the only thing like here comes Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Like here we go again. You, you weren't going to keep them down for too long, and if they do turn this, well, they have turned it turned it around. But how much they turn it around? Um, he's going to get all the credit for that. And, that, and that's just another reason why we have to give him another heart. So, uh, but I don't know. I think if, if Nathan McKinnon can, can keep doing what he's doing, if Cam McCarr gets back to being healthy, can finish out the season strong, uh, not miss many more games. Um, I, I think both these guys could be in that conversation. Yeah. And I think if you give me the, the choice between the two, I would choose Nate over Kale because, while Nate's on this streak of points, Kale's out. And this goes back to when we were talking about Kale for the heart. I said injuries might play a factor. And it's what's robbed Nate before. I think it's helping Nathan McKinnon's mm. his quest for the heart this year because he's in the game and he is continuing to put things together 15 games in a row. So yeah. that gives you some credence there. Kale's got to get back on the ice. I and I have no basis on this, but I, I really feel like uh, voters look at who's got one and who hasn't got one yet. Mm-hmm. And if Nathan McKinnon can put a season like he had um, last year, then some, um, I think voters look at it and be like, okay, this guy's been in the league long enough. He's been runner up a couple times. I think they they will like kind of throw him some some votes some sympathy votes I, I genuinely feel that way if a guy has a really good season is deserving of it and he's like in that he's going to be in that final three i think voters that might say hey, we've already given it to Connor mcdavid so many times nathan mckinnon doesn't have one let's put one on his resume we don't need to give it to kill mccarr right now because he's still young he's still got many years to go this could again i don't know if there's any validity to that but i know i would if i was a voter if there was a guy out there that didn't have one on his resume yet and, and and should have by now, 
um, maybe you get some of those those sympathy votes. So, I mean, we got a long way to go and we'll see how this thing all pans out. But um, that could be in the conversation as uh, as the season goes along. So we should what happens with the Norris with McCarr, Fox and Yossi every year. Yeah, it's true. So we'll see. All right, people over on subtext uh, about this uh, game. Pretty much, pretty much the the Sharks game. Or I, I asked them how the weekend, what they thought about the weekend. So we'll see what they say here. Uh, this is from Vargar uh, Gurgev played well, posting a nine two nine save percentage. I hope he keeps it up um, going forward. He does. He just needs to have these games where he's above nine hundred. He, he yep. has to. Um, the Abs needed to get back on track with a solid win against the lottery team, and they got it. But it's really Georgiev's play that I was worried about. And at least for tonight, I can relax. I think Makar is the best player on the team. But Georgiev uh, may be the most important. This hinges on goaltending, or this season hinges on goaltending and health. Yep, 1,000%. So nothing nothing really can disagree with there, sir. So, uh, Tanya, losing one, um, one of the past well, – I think she had a miss. Thing. I don't know um, what happened to your eternal optimism. I still have optimism. I'm, I'm the most optimistic person about this team that I can think of. I'm optimistic I'm, today. Yeah, today you are <laughs> following a loss or not. Uh, I want to know what you thought of the McDonald Malinsky hit. I know you like I, I do like McDonald. I've, I've always liked how Jacob McDonald play. Um, I don't think there was malice to the hit, but I did feel he could pulled out pulled out of it before. He, uh, contact was made yeah i mean we kind of uh talked about it a little earlier i do i don't i don't i don't think he was not intending to hit him like that but because malinsky kind of just went down a little bit before uh, mcdonald's setting up his hit he's going in for a big hit right up against the boards and because malinsky kind of is is fumbling over his feet um the point of contact was his head and he deserved to get the the five in a, in a game misconduct but um the end result was was I don't think what Jake McDonald intended to do. Yeah, McDonald has a different sweater on. He does not get my sympathy anymore. <laughs> We've moved on from Jacob McDonald. <laughs> so um and finally, Easton Drew N looked good. Yeah, uh, Rijo gets spicy at the end of San Jose was uh nice. I like the energy. Um, and he said stars being stars tonight. They have been, man. Like they they the the top line like that. How we were just in love with the third line. We still are. We wanted the top line to match that, and they have. They yeah. really have. Those guys are just – they are clicking right now with uh, Miko and the Chiefskin still just doing everything that you're asking them to do. You're getting those moments of things here and there, of pockets of, of things clicking, and then moments of them not. And you just need to have those – those dials turned on much longer than they're turning on and off back and forth all the time. Yeah, we're just yeah. trying to figure out how long to cook things. That's all. Oh, don't, don't, don't Russell Wilson this thing, man. <laughs> Not on this podcast. That's another one. <laughs> all right. Last bit of info. That is our locked on Avalanche sound check. Kyle and I each pick a song that best describes the most recent game or maybe the whole weekend because we didn't do one over the weekend. Uh, these songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number three. So what do you have for this one, sir? Easily. You take Winnipeg, you take San Jose, you put them together, and you get my favorite Oingo Boingo song of all time. Who are you going to be today? 
I'm shrugging my shoulders because I don't, I don't know. That is the big question. And uh, I'll just piggyback right off of yours. Uh, there's, there's a, a Pearl Jam song, fantastic Pearl Jam song. A little on, it's on the slower side, but it's a little haunting and, and, and just like, Ooh, it's, it makes you like, you're like goosebumps listening to it. Uh, and it's called pendulum. That's again, it goes right in line with, with your pick. This season is just back and forth and back and forth. And what's that Edgar Allan Poe poem with the pendulum, the pendulum in the pit. Oh yeah, That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, man, I, I I'm just waiting for the consistent as maybe they get it this week. That's their, what's their next games here. I said, uh, Chicago is the next game that's on Tuesday. And then Thursday is Ottawa. And then Saturday is the coyotes. And it's a back to back. No, it's not a back to back yet. Well, they play the coyotes. That's before the Christmas break. And then the first game out of the Christmas break is the coyotes again. Sweep these, please. Just win these next four games. That's all I ask. Make it so. Make it so. All right. That's going to wrap it up today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and making Lockdown Avalanche your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.